Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. The theme of our lessons this week is the, the theme of two roads, two paths. Choose the right path. We heard in Jeremiah, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. On the other hand, Jeremiah says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose trust is the Lord. So put your trust in yourself, you're cursed. Put your trust in God, you're blessed. The psalm, Psalm 1, continues that point. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And the psalm continues uh, to address the wicked. At the end, it says, the way of the wicked will perish. And we come to the gospel lesson. This is Jesus' Sermon on the Mound, or uh, the Sermon on the Plain, if you prefer. They are the same sermon. Uh, One is described in Matthew. But, you know, he was on a, a mound. He went up a hill, but then he came down to like a level place on the hill. So he's still on the hill, but now he's on a level place. So Luke describes it as he's on a level place. So we call it the Sermon on the Plain. It's the same sermon as the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but Luke is writing the same thing that Matthew wrote about. He's just writing it in a different pers- from a different perspective. Uh, Matthew is more focused on reaching the Jewish people. Luke is more focused on reaching the Gentiles or Greeks. I mean, in a nutshell, we have blessed are the poor, woe to the rich. Blessed are the hungry, woe to the full. Blessed are those who weep, woe to those who laugh. Blessed are those who are hated now, but woe to those who are loved. You may recall from a sermon a few weeks ago, when Jesus read from the scroll of Isaiah and proclaimed that the words he read were being fulfilled right then and there in their hearing, the uh, passage from Isaiah read in part, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. And of course, this is good news to the poor in spirit who lack a righteousness of their own. This is liberty to those who are captives of the condemning power of sin. And this is recovering of sight to those who are blind to their sin and to their need for a Savior and who are blind to the Savior. Just so in our gospel lesson today, Jesus is speaking to the spiritually poor. Do you lack a righteousness of your own? Would you consider yourself spiritually poor? Jesus says you are blessed. You know, you have a contrite heart. You have repentance for your sins. You are blessed. He's declaring that. Do you hunger for a righteousness? Do you have a hunger for a righteousness that you can't obtain on your own? You are blessed because that righteousness has come. 
Do you weep now as you repent of your sin in the presence of a holy and righteous God? See, we weep now. We repent and we weep that our sin, it's, it's bad. And Jesus says, you, shall, you, will, you are blessed. You repent now. You weep over your sin. You are blessed in Christ. And why? Why are you blessed? Because Jesus Christ has given himself for you. You are righteous now for the sake of Christ. Therefore, in all circumstances, all circumstances, rich, poor, healthy, sick, happy, sad, jovial, or angry, even if you're sitting on your deathbed, as we sit on our deathbed, we are blessed in Christ. In all circumstances, we are blessed. It's not just a promise of something. It is a declaration. God in Christ is telling us, you are blessed. All the riches of heaven await you. On the other hand, other hand, are you rich with your own righteousness? Oh, I don't need that righteousness. I'm a pretty good person as I am. Well, you won't think that you need a Savior, and you won't have one. Are you full and satisfied with your own righteousness? Oh my, I do such good things. I'm always helping people, helping people cross the street and taking food to the clothing to the uh, food bank and clothes to the clothing closet and all that and then we pat ourselves on the back and, and Jesus is saying if you're full of your own righteousness and you don't hunger for the righteousness the true righteousness that I provide then you will be disappointed woe to you who don't hunger for the righteousness that I provide but are satisfied with your own righteousness are you laughing in the face of what God calls sin? I mean, this is, this is all around us. You know, we make, we make jokes of, of what God calls sin, what grieves God. I mean, think about sin and the penalty for sin and the wages of sin and the way that Christ suffered and died for that sin. That's not something we should laugh at. But people do. Self-righteous. And we do. We need to be honest with ourselves. We do that. If we don't see, if we laugh at it, we're not seeing our sin properly. And woe to those who don't see their sin properly. On the other hand, if we weep on account of the sin that we see, that's contrition. That's what God desires. And that's, that's what Christ is saying. You are blessed when you weep on account of that. All right, so I've addressed three of the blessings and curses or woes. What about the fourth? Fourth one is, blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. And what is it uh, that we are to do? Jesus tells us, leap for joy. Your reward is great in heaven. Rejoice. After all, they did the same thing to the prophets, to the true prophets. On the other hand, woe to you when all people would speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. 
Well, people love to gather around themselves uh, like a, a, a number of people that will just say good things to them, you know, just flatter their egos and everything else. For all this, the world will hate you. That's essentially what uh, is being said here. When you speak a word of truth to a world that doesn't want to hear it, the world will hate you. They will revile you. The prophets called Israel to repentance. Israel didn't want to hear that. The prophets brought news of God's righteous judgment. Israel didn't want to hear that either. And so they, they didn't like the message. It was truth. It was coming to them through a true prophet from God himself. But it wasn't the kind of thing that tickled their ears. They didn't want to hear that. And so they reviled the prophets. The prophets also foretold of reconciliation, of redemption, of forgiveness, the restoration of Zion. But they still didn't hear that. They just didn't hear that. So we don't throw our hands up in the air, by the way. We don't just throw our hands up in the air and give up. We continue to speak the truth of God's word, as Timothy said, or as Paul said to Timothy, in season and out of season. When it's popular and when it's not, we still speak the word of truth. Now, we don't go poking a bear with a stick. That's not wise. You know, we don't have to pick fights with people. Um, but Jesus doesn't, and Jesus doesn't ever describe believers as doing that or advocate that, you know, go out and pick a fight with somebody so that you can press the truth down on them, like pummel the truth into them. That's not the approach. But don't be surprised that even though you're not out trying to pick a fight, just simply by speaking the truth of Jesus Christ, you become reviled or hated or disliked or called something, you know, a hater, a bigot whatever, you know, whatever it might be. As believers, we should expect this indignation from unbelievers. That's, that's what Jesus is saying. So we have blessings and we have curses. We have two roads. In all of these blessings and curses, our busy little minds are quick to make all of this into a law that we must now follow. In other words, pick the correct path. I mean, does it, maybe it sounds like that's what I'm saying. Maybe it sounds like I'm saying that's what, as Christians, we have to pick the right path. You, know, you, you have two paths and you pick the right path and you go to heaven. You pick the wrong path and you don't. <clears throat> I mean, if you want to be blessed, you have to avoid riches and subject yourself to a life of poverty. No, that's not right, because Jesus isn't talking about material wealth. He's talking about righteousness. So it's not about material wealth. If we, if we laugh, suppose you hear a funny joke and you laugh. Is that a sin? Because if you're laughing now, then you won't be laughing later. You know, we should be weeping now. So we're going to go around in sackcloth and ashes and, and in a somber mood, or we're only going to wear black everywhere and everything's going to be you know, a, a depressing, uh, depressing so that we can uh, laugh later when Jesus returns. No, that's not what he's saying. This is a picture of spiritual righteousness. You know, this is, um, we are hungry because we, 
we desire a righteousness that only Christ can provide. We weep because we truly repent of the sin that we commit, the sin that we live with. We repent of that, and that causes us to weep. And these are uh, true attributes. We are spiritually poor. We, we are. We, we are condemned by God's law. We are spiritually poor. Now, to all of us, Christ says, not do this and you'll be saved. That's not the point. What he's saying is, you are blessed. This is a reality I'm telling you that you're blessed. Why? Because if you are weeping, uh, uh, repenting of your sin, and if you are uh, hungering for a, a righteousness you don't have, guess what? It has come. It has come in the person of Christ. That is the righteousness that you desire, and that is the righteousness that you shall have. Therefore, you are blessed. And I want you to hear Jesus clearly. He's not giving you a law to follow. And he's not laying down precepts by which you become blessed. That's not what he's doing. He is describing reality as it exists. To those who have been given the eyes of faith, you see your sinful nature, your fallen state. You are aware of the sin that you commit day in and day out. So you weep, repenting of your sin. You hunger for forgiveness. You are spiritually poor and you know it. And Jesus says, you are blessed. It's not law. This is not law. The Beatitudes, these are called the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are turned into law, especially in our day of, you know, uh, so-called social justice and and things like that. No, no, no. This, This isn't. Don't turn the Beatitudes into law. This is gospel. This is all gospel. Because he's saying, those of you who repent of your sin, you are blessed. Those of you who are hungry, spiritually poor, you're blessed. Okay. In your baptism, your sins have been washed away. In the sacrament, you receive Christ bodily. And he builds up your faith through this. You're blessed right now. At this moment, you are blessed with faith. It's faith to see and to know that all of this around us is passing away. Money, food, clothing, house, your feelings, both good and bad. These things are ephemeral. They're passing away. It's all temporary. So even in good times and in bad, as believers, we look to Christ, and he says, you are blessed. We're blessed now with peace. Even in the midst of the storm, we're blessed with a peace because we know, just like Job, we talked about Job this morning. If you're reading the daily lectionary, you're reading through Job now. It wasn't anything that Job did, but he suffered. Job suffered. But even in the midst of that, even in the midst of that kind of suffering, we're blessed knowing what is to come, the inheritance that we're receiving. And of course, we are blessed in the age to come because you shall be raised bodily. You shall be raised bodily. And when Christ, when God looks at you, Christ looks at you in judgment and says, well done, good and faithful servant. And as believers, we say, 
I mean, we, we, know, we have a picture of this. We already know. We, we say, I don't remember doing anything. I don't remember that. But see, it's not, it's not our works that we're doing. It's the righteousness that Christ gives us. So God looks at us through those Jesus lenses and sees us, not as sinful, but as blessed, righteous people. Righteous not because of our works, but righteous because of Christ's work, which now is imputed to us. His righteousness is now imputed to us. Thanks be to God. This is all a free gift on account of Christ's works. Thanks be to God. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.